Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Meta with Madison. This is your host, Madison Hatton, and I help women and men awaken to their multidimensional selves and turn their emotional sensitivity into their superpower. I'm super glad you're able to join me today. And today's going to be uh, a really fun topic. And we're going to be talking about the stages or phases or faces of awakening. Um, this is something that I would say is definitely not objective. Um, it is not black and white. Everyone has their own unique individual journey as far as how long different phases may be, uh, the order of the phases. So as I'm speaking, of course, I would like to give like the disclaimer that what I share with you today has been um, based on my own experience, um, the experience of my clients, and as well as um, what I've generally observed. Um, so I'm I'm going to do my best to speak to some of the intricacies of awakening. Um, but the point in having this conversation is to enlighten or sh- or um, reveal to you maybe. W- a phase that you are currently going through right now, maybe one that you have in the past, and to also give yourself the permission to not put yourself in a box, meaning I need to, I should be somewhere where I'm not, Um, or that if I say a particular order or you hear it from other people that there's a particular order to awakening, don't listen to them. Like, honestly, like you are here as your greatest teacher, you are here as a human and the experience itself is what it's all about. And there is no right or wrong to the experience for as extensions of source, we are all here contributing to what it means to be part of this collective. And we all play off of each other, whether or not it is playing off of the dark or playing off of the light, it all serves one purpose. So without further ado, we're going to get into it. Now, the way I have perceived stages or phases of awakening is kind of broken down into five different categories. And again, as I speak in a specific order, this may not be your particular experience, but it is a common one. So in the beginning, there is when people are being called um, to awaken to wake and to wake up. I know it's a really weird word to use. Um, I've heard other people say um, just like they're buffering and all of a sudden they they come online. It's another way of looking at it. Um, but oftentimes people are triggered into this awakening to explore um the possibility of more out there than just what we physically experience in this 3D reality. Now, the trigger itself, this first phase, um, can be a few different things. For me, um, what I have observed and experienced and know is that one of them is going through an experience that's like a loss of identity. Um, For me, what that type of experience was, although it was not the beginning of my 
spiritual journey, it was a huge catalyst for me to level up or take the next step or to expand, grow more into who I ultimately am becoming. This was um, back in undergraduate school um, where I was studying voice and singing and everything and I was on track to having a a classical music career um, and I ended up losing my voice for a little bit. And what this did was send my ego spiraling because I had put all, I had defined my self-worth and my um, identity, who I was um, with being a singer, with this service that I provided um, to other people. And when I received that external validation from um, the audience or family or friends, whether it be like small compliments or, you know, congratulations after performances, that was ultimately feeding, um, again, my identity, who I was and what I was worth to myself and to other people. So when my voice got taken away for a little bit, I had to really look within, do a lot of internal work and start to find self-esteem, self-worth that was not attached to some external circumstance um, that didn't have to do anything with my career, didn't have anything to do with my relationships with other people. So loss of identity can be something like that. You are all of a sudden um, dropped or fired from your job, a career. It can be um, the disintegration of a relationship, meaning like a marriage or a longtime partnership. You get set in your ways of living with a person and having this person around, and you start to see yourself through the context of that relationship, and that's all um, because it's so easy to do that, um, that's all you really know or really consciously um, perceive life through. And that is taken away and all of a sudden we are at a loss of identity again. Um, Another uh, loss, huge loss can be um, financial crisis. Um, You have found self-worth and comfort and safety um, and have defined yourself through social class, um, how much money you make. And when that disappears again, you are in a place where you have to redefine yourself or find another way of self-source or not even another way, just self-source that self-worth. And then um, uh, another one of loss of identity, a lot of times people, um, a big catalyst into spiritual awakening is through some sort of like physical ailment, like a terminal illness or um, their body composition in whatever way is drastically altered or changed. Meaning let's say you get into a car accident and all of a sudden you, um, it was really bad and you had to have your arm amputated. So there is, um, one of those triggers or a catalyst into spiritual awakening is loss of identity. Now, the second one can be, oh gosh, (laughs) is, how do I phrase this? 
Christine Hassler has a really great word for this. It is called expectation hangover. And this is where you are uh, very much um, a driven person and you are working and diligent in achieving whatever goals you have set up for yourself. Let's say it's like making a certain amount of money by the age 30, or um, let's say you want to own property by a certain time or um whatever. And, uh, so when people are so consumed with trying to achieve a certain goal in their life, um, and they get everything that they assumed that they wanted and all of their choices in life had been, um, predicated on achieving this one thing, they achieve it. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm here. Now what? do I just do the whole thing again? Like, where do I go from here? Um, And what this does is get us to start asking the bigger questions about life. Like, what is the purpose of all this? Why am I here? Who am I? What are we like humans? Are we the only ones out out there? Um, is there more to life? There's gotta be more to life than just this cyclical rat race of, of achieving certain goals. Um, and again, this, the sense of, um, expectation hangover where it's not all cracked up to be once you achieved all these things, or maybe when you have achieved what you have set out to achieve, um, didn't feel as great as you thought it was going to be. Maybe you had, you know, subconsciously told yourself, I'm only going to feel good. I'm only going to feel worthy once X, Y, Z happens, or I, I do X, Y, Z. And then it happens, but all of a sudden it, it didn't pay out in the way that you were expecting it to. Again, these things start um, triggering you to ask the bigger questions in life, which that sort of curiosity starts moving some of that stagnant energy within you, but we'll get to that in a second. And then um, the last one, as far as what can catalyze just the, the trigger um, into awakening that sort of curiosity, um, and openness is having a mystical experience yourself. And this one's really cool. Um, I've met a lot of people who have had amazing, incredible, wonderful, positive experiences while meditating. Let's say, um, with their eyes closed, they feel a huge surge of energy. And this is kind of associated with, um, like Kundalini arising within you. Um, There are people who have been um, visited by, let's say, non-physical or physical beings that are not of this particular three-dimensional reality. Um, People who have been visited by, let's say, angels, if they kind of perceive it to be an angel, um, maybe it was like a white uh, light that was like a sphere, a a light sphere. Um, and this also falls into, um, people who have visions or dreams of extraterrestrial, extra dimensional beings, um, visiting them or, or, and sharing knowledge or wisdom with them, some sort of message. Um, other things as far as mystical experiences are having like 
illogical coincidences. One of the most common ones that most of us can get on board with is when you are thinking about someone um, that you haven't spoken to in a really long time, um, and all of a sudden they send you a text message or or call you or you get an email from them. Um, And this I I kid you not, this happens to me literally like once a week at this point. Um, And it's just one of those affirmations about there's something, there's something that connects us all. Um, And that sort of curiosity is like, okay, is there something that is, this is more than a coincidence, it continuously occurs. Now, that is a small example. Um, For me, I've had a little bit bigger examples where I have been in a dire situation. I would, I had said a prayer um, to like my guides or angels. And, um, all of a sudden the person that I needed to get me out of that situation just appeared. And after talking to them, they, they said, you know, like I was on my way home and then something's this like strong urge came over me to like, go back, go back to where we are now. And I was like, like, oh my gosh. So again, there's these like coincidental, illogical, unexplainable, um, experiences that happen to you again, that trigger that curiosity or, or continue to affirm that there's something more to be explored here, um, beyond our three-dimensional physical reality that we're so immersed in. So, those, I would say, those three things are the triggers to um, opening us up, becoming more curious about the larger things in life, and um, get us to start asking questions, make connecting the dots, and just being more open in general. All right, so that's kind of like first phase. Next phase, um, as I said, we start to become more curious and um, full of hopefulness. Now, this full of hopefulness aspect, when we start exploring things like law of attraction, um, manifestation, it's still very um, ego focused. It's ki- it's kind of used for a lot of people as this form of escapism, meaning it's like, oh okay, if I am the creator of my reality, that means like I can get all of this stuff. And you start utilizing this inherent power that we all have in order to try and escape or avoid some of the deeper um, issues. I don't want to use the word issues. That's the wrong word. Some of the deeper workings of like, let's say the spiritual journey. And that is okay because again, you know, like these gateways um, that give us a lot of hope that our feel good aspects of spirituality are the things that encourage us to continue down this path. So kind of bringing it back, the curiosity and the full of hopefulness, like we were like, yeah, I create my reality. I can manifest like abundance if I want to, or I can get this car and this, this relationship and this job. Um, you know, if I think positive thoughts and what this does is really start to empower us to take back our power, get us to step out of the victim mode and really say like, I am in control. And by the choices I make, that ultimately determines what I experience in this lifetime. That's a really powerful place to be. However, um, a lot of this work that is more on the positive spectrum, end of the spectrum of spirituality or spiritual modalities or concepts, um, 
many people who are in this stage are still very much in the mental body. They're, they're consuming a lot of information. Um, they're, they're very curious and very open to receiving it, but it's all really just sticking in the mind and it's not really being integrated into the body. And that is okay because the mental body is a really important one. Um, it's our focusing mechanism for, creation. And it's really a great tool for us to continue to maintain and make sure it's, it, it, we are using it in alignment for the person that we want to be. However, the great aspect of being in this phase of curiosity, full of hopefulness is that when we become more open to this information, um, the greater possibilities of what it means to be human, what is a soul, who are we really as extensions of source energy. This openness allows the energy within our other bodies, our emotional body, our etheric body to start moving. A lot of those stagnant things that have been sitting for a really long time as we have been asleep. Uh, I really don't like using these words because it sounds like one is better than the other. It's just all part of the journey, but we're going to use it anyways. Before really starting to awaken to who you really are, again, that openness starts to get things moving and um, which leads me into the third phase. So again, we were um, just in this curiosity phase. We're consuming a lot of information. We're very much still in the mental body um, and we're full of kind of like the positive aspects of, you know, awakening to our abundance and inherent power as creators of our own reality. And then because we are more open, we have started moving some of that energy that's been dormant um, and in us for in our field for a while, whether or not that has come from a past life or something that we have we have um, kept with us through conditioning and through our childhood and traumas that we've experienced, we are given the call. We receive the call. Now, this call is is basically what most of you know as the dark night of the soul. Some people call it the dark night of the ego, um, the dark night itself. But I like to use the word the call because once we have expanded and opened up our field, we receive the call to step into the next phase of embodying our higher self. And what this means is that we are being called to emotionally process the denser energies that we have been carrying around for a really long time. And I love using the word the call because it's an invitation for us to step in again to uh, into embodying our higher self and this is beautiful and uh, and using the phrase dark night it scares a lot of people intimidates a lot of people and one of the things that i think deters a lot of people from this woo woo stuff or you know of course other people refer it to as woo woo um even though it's truth for a lot of us um is 
is this more denser, um, quote unquote, negative side or the heavier aspects of um, enduring a spiritual journey and awakening? And so when we are invited to step in to our higher selves, part of that process is now fully grounding into our emotional body. And this can be really jarring for a lot of people, particularly if you are not inherently sensitive um, to energies, to emotions. Um, It can be so overwhelming. And when we fully ground ourselves now into the emotional body, we start doing the work of releasing that dense energy and it can be extremely painful because there are memories that are associated um, that are embedded within this energy and they're extremely unpleasant for a lot of people who have gone through such unspeakable things as children um, growing up and of course it Everyone is unique in their experience and their sensitivity and how they define or perceive their experience is going to be different. But there are some things that are objectively not of the light. And unfortunately, with releasing some of this energy, the memories embedded within it um, awaken again. And it can feel for a lot of people like they are reliving those experiences. But... As I mentioned, the call itself, as we ground into our emotional body, we have been working more so in the mental realm. We are starting to reclaim these aspects of ourself to utilize them as part of this intricate, beautiful, delicate system that we use to create worlds to create our reality and to not only just mentally know who we are, but to experience the fullness of this beautiful soul being, source being that we are. So with the call, or if you want to call it the dark night of the soul, there's a lot of emotional processing And we are now purging a lot of this dense energy. Now with purging, one thing I really want to um, say to anyone who's listening to this and is not familiar with this type of experience yet is that um, as we are purging this denser energy, what it is doing is making room for the light to flood in. Now, With awakening and the way I perceive this journey, it's not like we are trying to grab things and put it into us, onto us, that ultimately makes us this human, this, you know, walking embodiment of um, a light being. We are already that. And what we are doing is shedding, letting go of the things that are not in alignment with that. As human beings, part of this experience was to just experience what it's like to live in such a dense space 
um, and to see if we could come back home to remembering who we really are. So during this call, when we accept the call and go through this sort of dark night of the soul experience, the emotional processing is really a, a process of releasing. And the beautiful thing about this is that there's nothing for you to do other than to allow it to happen, to feel it. And unfortunately, what is the most difficult thing for most people is to give yourself the grace, the compassion as you move through this, to set yourself up in a physical circumstances like your space and environment, who you interact with, to allow this to naturally occur and to let it happen as efficiently as possible and to know that it's all good. It's all good. This too shall pass. Feelings come and go and it is all serving a higher purpose. It is clearing the way for me to step into my highest, best, brightest self. And in turn, what that does when I allow myself to have that experience, it inspires other people to say, it's okay to do this as well. Um, and to use you as an example, as inspiration, um, to embark on their own journey. So this particular aspect of dark nights of the soul answering the call to me, and this is my opinion, is that this is not just like a one-time thing. Um, we are always being called to let go, to release things that no longer serve us, particularly as our soul deems us ready to move on, to level up, um, to the next stage phase or lesson that we are here to explore as human beings returning home to, uh, to the being the light being that we are within. And so when we go through these phases, um, and for me, this is often one that <laughs> I return to. Now, the experience itself can be a couple days, could be a couple weeks. Some people, it's like a year or two. Again, everyone's unique. And just because it's long doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. Um, it is just your experience as, you know, an infinite soul who's lived many, many lifetimes and they're, you know what, for me, if your dark night of the soul is like longer, long, in, <laughs> relatively like a year or something like that, you are a freaking rock star, my friend. Um, because you know what, you are a soul, you are a human being so powerful that can handle, handle that experience. And you are one of those soul beings who is probably not just helping process your own um, denser energies, you're also helping the collective um, process those dense energies. And you probably came to this world and, and said, I can handle it, sign me up, um, because you were such a powerful soul and you wanted to help the collective in this sort of way. So there's my little tangent with that. But anyways, Dark Nights of the Souls and the call, I, I believe, is continuing um, 
is continuing phase that we return to, um, and the intensity or the reasons can vary depending on your unique journey. Now, once we have processed what we need to process and purge the denser energies that we are being called to do so at that time, we move into kind of this state of calm, the state of peace, kind of like a purgatory in a sense. Um, not in a way where it's like, oh, we can go more towards like a negative path or a positive path. It's just that we have done all this emotional processing. We have created so much space by letting go of those things that no longer serve us to allow the light to come in. And this is a time where we are probably very raw our sensitivity to energies is really high and our system um, is really, has really been worked to where it's a, it's a phase of rest, a, a really internal phase for us to find peace and to find calm. And it really is a preparation for us um, to move into the next phase so again, if we start back from the beginning, we've had our trigger, our catalyst into awakening, into our curiosity or openness. Then our second phase was our, our um, hopefulness and consumption um, through curiosity of information, very much in the mental body. Our third phase was um, answering the call from our higher self, um, which is like the dark night of the soul um, or dark night of the ego. Fourth phase is this um, calm. I like to call it the dawn. It is the dawn. We have we have made it through that that journey, that emotional journey. We have reached dawn, and the fifth for us is for me is grounding. We are stepping back into our physical reality, back into our physical body with our mental body in alignment, with our emotional body in alignment, um, understanding who we are as source energy beings, our spiritual body. And we're coming back into our 3D reality, our circumstances, our life, allowing that light of who we are to shine even brighter than before, before all of our experiences of the call and the, the, the dawn. And this is a beautiful place to be, of course. And for me, I would say I right now am very much in the dawn, moving into um, grounding into the integration of the lessons, the themes I've been exploring and allowing my light to shine more undistorted, to not allow it to be filtered, for it to be pure and to embody my higher self because I am able to. And this, this, I say this um, in context to kind of the micro because um, as I mentioned in my previous podcast episode, I've been moving through some emotional dense energy. And that itself was kind of a, a, a mini dark night of the soul. It was another call for my higher self to let go of some stuff that was no longer serving me. Um, 
And then, but also kind of within my larger macro journey, I really feel like I am in a place of the dawn, stepping back into my physical experience with everything I have worked on internally and owning my power and speaking my authentic truth. And this podcast is part of that, um, which is really, really beautiful. And it's such a a peaceful place to be. um, And it just feels much more natural than before because I think there were certain lessons and again some energies I was holding on to some subconscious beliefs um, in my mental body that um, were deterring me from being able to fully embody um, the person that I believe I am now and how I move through this world and it really is such a beautiful place to be Um, and I'm eternally grateful for having the experiences that I've I've moved through that have again called me to to become aware and to let go of those things that I knew deep within that it was time to let go. So there we are. We have my own five phases of awakening. We have the trigger or the catalyst. We have the curiosity and hopefulness, then we have the call, the invitation from our higher self, the dark night of the soul. And then our fourth one is the, the, the dawn after the night. And then we have the sunshine, you embodying more, allowing the light that is who you really are to shine even brighter, the sun rising. So with all of this said, again, I want to remind you that there is no cut and dry journey for anyone. As I mentioned, I believe that we continuously go through this particular cycle or these phases all the time on a more micro level as, you know, we explore different aspects of life and who we are and all of a sudden, when we are triggered to ask a question that that is about life itself, about who we are in itself, it sends us down another journey. And then our higher self, once we are ready, calls us to let go of some of that darkness, of do some of that shadow work in order to embody more of who we are. Anyways, my... Uh, partner's a Skype thing is going off right now. So (laughs) enjoy that little uh, ringtone uh, while we finish up this podcast. So I hope you enjoyed um, some of the the information and knowledge I shared with you today. Um, As I mentioned, I, uh, I feel like I am in a place of the dawn stepping into the sunshine into the new day, um, the new experience of integration and embodying who I really am. And if one of these really resonated with you, I'd really love to hear um, your experience of where you are, um, whether or not it was something that triggered your awakening that I didn't mention. I love hearing people's awakening stories. They're so cool, so cool. And I'm like, man, it would be really cool to like 
be visited. I've had my own like dreams and vision experiences. And one day on the podcast, I will be sure to share those. Um, they're pretty cool, but of course, nothing, nothing chalks up to it quite like experiencing itself. So stories will be stories. Um, but anyways, uh, I would love to, to connect and hear where you are on your own journey. What have been some, some of your, um, sunshine moments and what have been some of your more denser, um, complex, uh, more compassionate moments that you've moved through. And if you have any questions about this, I'd be happy to talk um, and share more and help you out. Feel free to shoot me a DM, of course, through Instagram. Uh, you can reach me through um, at Madison K. Hatton or my more personal account if you already follow me, The Meadow with Madison. Um, I'm also on like all the social media, I realize. Facebook, um, you can, you know, reach out to me through my page, Madison Hatton. And um, I have started a Facebook group called the Awaken Creators Collective. So if you're on Facebook and you really want to um, connect with other like-minded individuals, be sure to go ahead and join that group. I also post con all of my content through there. Um, and you can chat with other people who are um, going through their own spiritual journey too. Um, so... Thank you so much for joining me today. And until our next conversation, much love and take care.